Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Canadian podcast, all about Buffy and fashion, eh? Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh, why you gotta do that to us? I think that's that like went more into Swedish chef territory. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. maybe. Oh, <laughs> Uh, you take the podcast and you put in the, the buffy. <laughs> We're just offending everyone now. Great. That's great. Getting the fashion. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like, we have Swedish listeners. Yeah. That'd be sick, though. That'd Holla. be amazing. Holla, Sweden. Any listeners out there, move to Sweden and then write us to tell you tell us that we've done so. Yeah. And that we've been insensitive towards Swedish people. Ah! They'd probably be like, no, that was a fairly accurate impression. <laughs> Guess we'll find out after they move there. Okay, Dave? Yep. What's this episode, Michaela? <laughs> we are at Season 2, Episode 17, Passion, original air date, February 24th, 1998. The previously on for this episode has a primo shot of J. Cal's gypsy uncle. Just like the gypsy woman said. It sure oh, does. And that's how you know it's going to be a real good episode, right, Michaela? <laughs> now, Dave. There are some things that happened in this episode that I was pretty sure you didn't remember. All right, so there are things in this episode that I didn't remember, but I did have spoiled for me recently. (gasps) So let's talk about this real quickly, because I'm making a Buffy podcast, right? Right. God, I hope that's what I'm doing. Anyway, occasionally I want to go on, say, the Buffy Reddit and check out things there. Maybe see what's being posted. Oh, no. The statute on limitations for this show is fucking over, Michaela. Oh, it's way over. It's long gone. So people just post whatever the fuck they want about whatever fucking characters they want. Uh, So I knew what happened. uh, And then I managed to spoil it for a friend who I'm watching this with. uh, Like, son of a bitch. Oh, I was so sure you didn't know. Because you hadn't brought it up. And, like, I hadn't brought it up. And... I just was so pumped for you to be so shocked. Oh, I knew the entire time. Fuck! Yeah. Since, I don't know, months ago, I think, I had it spoiled for me. And, like, fairly well. So, yeah, that was good. Now, Michaela, as we get into this episode, do you remember what you told me about it last time? (laughs) Almost nothing. Right. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go check the Netflix description for this episode real quick, okay? Yeah. Netflix description for Buffy Season 2, Episode 17, Passion. As Angel steps up his torment of Buffy and visits her nightly, Jenny, aka J-Cal, attempts to reverse the gypsy curse that claimed his human soul. Now, Michaela, what the fuck couldn't I have known about that? (laughs) Dave, let me just be clear that I didn't want to tell you anything because I was too hyped. (laughs) Because you thought I didn't know anything. Yes. But that, that's like the most basic of information that doesn't give anything away. Why not tell me these things? You never tell me anything. That's true. Because I just like you to wait in anticipation. <laughs> I've got nothing to anticipate though. Yeah, but you're curious, you know. <sighs> I can't live in this sheltered way, Michaela. Well, here's the thing. I feel that when I tell you too much... Like, when I, really, when I tell you anything, I bias you in some way. 
Mm, I think fair. I do. And so I just want to avoid that in general. <laughs> so why do we do the coming up next segment? I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I just didn't want to tell you anything about this episode, okay? Well, you did an excellent job because I had no fucking clue what was going to happen. And I'm glad I didn't tell you anything because you apparently would have known that bad things were probably going to (laughs) happen if I told you. Yeah, yeah, I would have. So we open on some bronze smooth jams. Yes, it's very smooth. Xander's wearing some sort of crazy shiny red shirt. Here's a scene of Xander dancing with Buffy (laughs) that won't make you puke. (laughs) No, they're just dancing and jamming like pals. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't this have happened earlier in the season? But no, we had to have that weird dance that kept being brought up over and over and over. No, here we are. Uh, Normal dance, normal bronze. It's all cool, Dave. We got a voiceover from Angel to open this off and like to just be peppered through this episode. We haven't done much VO work. No, we don't. And I think it really makes this episode stand out. Yeah. It's, It's all good, Dave. I'm really into it. There's a title drop insanely early in this episode. Passion is literally the first word said by any character. Everyone's going to say it a lot of times. But let's not mince words about that. <laughs> no, Angel especially. He's yes. all about it. So, I don't know. People are dancing. Angel's doing like cryptic, creepy voiceover for saying that things are passionate. I don't know, man. Is he, is he jokering them? I wrote that he's Batmaning them, but then mm, he's not Batman anymore. But he's lurking in the shadows, watching them dance. Oh, right. Yes. God, Buffy's vamp sense is seriously Zero. lacking. There is no Holy vamp God. sense. <laughs> he's like 20 feet away from her. Not only that, but then Buffy and pals leave the bronze. Angel is killing a girl in the alley as they walk past him. They walk him. past him. They just assume that it's a couple, like, necking, but, like, fully necking with necks, and not just kissing. Buffy has no vampire sense. This None. clinches it. Yeah, it cannot be. No, no. Uh, Buffy goes home and gets into bed. Did you not love her dress, Dave? Uh, her dress was fine, from what I remember. I don't really have a note about it. You're saying that her leopard print spaghetti strap dress was fine? No, okay. I <laughs> thought it might be leopard print, but I also... Or was... No, there's a tiger stripe one later. No, she has like a tr- tiger stripe shirt, definitely. Yeah. Later. W- was it leopard print? I thought yeah. it might just be small polka no, dot type things. Print. I know uh, that you love those cat prints. I do love those. Any animal print. Yeah, Giraffe sure. print. Best. Oh, yeah. Buffy's PJs are insanely revealing. How many pants do they have? Zero Zero pants. They got no pants. They're a PJ shirt that's not really long enough. (gasps) No. It's a weird choice. Like, why not let her wear some pants? We've seen her in pajamas with pants before. She has pants. I'm sure she Is she wearing pants when Willow comes over later? I hope so. (laughs) That would be awkward. Yeah. Oh, man. Her lamp has, like, an upside-down lampshade on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's happening. Like, does the inside of it get dusty? Probably very. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> She's going to sleep. She turns off the light and gets into bed. How? How did this... How? But how... how... did she not notice the serial killer lurking outside of her window? Isn't he just in the corner? I think at this point he's actually outside still. Okay. And you can see his, like, shadow through the window. 
Because his shadow moves, and then he's in bed with her, basically. Just, like, sitting on the bed. Oh, it's so creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. Hide your kids, hide your wives, man. Yeah. God. Man, if only they had thought to do something about this whole thing where Angel can get in her house. Right? If only someone had thought about this. Ever. Ever. Yeah, Angel's in her bedroom on her bed. I think he, like, leaves her a letter or something. I think he, like, touches her hair or something. Yeah. It's fucking... Oh, it's so creepy. And you're like, first of all, Buffy has no vampire senses. Second of no. all, why is she such a heavy sleeper? Yeah, very deep sleeper, mm. man. Yeah, it's it's all just super weird. I don't know. Now, I will point out that when Edward Cullen, the vampire from Twilight, watches Bella sleep, I have not read the books, but I have this knowledge for some reason. Good, yeah. That, that one's romantic, right? Whereas this one's creepy. And I think it's... <laughs> I think it's entirely... A difference of Intention? how desirable that person is. No, I don't. I don't think it's really intention based. Well, well, I mean, Angel used to do this same thing, but not be evil. And then it was romantical, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck? There's a weird, arbitrary line happening here. It, it's never okay, and everyone no. just pretends it is when it's the like nice vampire. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so Buffy wakes up, and I'm like, is there a horse head in the bed? Because we didn't see what got left there. <laughs> It's way better than that. Angel is a goddamn artist, Dave. <laughs> He's an amazing artist. Holy crap. He drew yeah. that in the dark. <laughs> yeah, but can't, like, vampires see in the dark or something? I don't even care. I assume they have dark vision, <laughs> but I don't even care. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful drawing. I thought this was much more boring because it's just like a boring old sketch of Buffy sleeping, which is very well done. Like, insanely good artistic talent, but it's not its not a horse head or something. Okay, sure. Or like the head of one of her friends. Man, that fucker up. Right, yeah, oh. no. So those things are horrific. This yeah. is just creepy because yeah, how long was he creepy. lurking there drawing her? <laughs> Too damn long. His tiny pencil scratching away in the dark. But Michaela, they are finally suggesting that Ugh. maybe they should banish Angel from her house. Like, <laughs> this is the tipping point now? <laughs> but, but finally this is happening. And then it's just like, basically the next thing that happens also plays into this sort of thing where we get Jonathan barging into the <laughs> library and Sanders like, haven't you heard of knocking? <laughs> And this, Michaela, this brings us into our first segment. A little segment that I like to call By Popular Demand. Popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and glance. I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix your hair. Everything that really counts to be popular. Oh. Okay. So do you know, based on the things that I was just talking about, what by popular demand is? Well, uh, I don't know. God, it's not that hard. Is it? Is it about how we love Jonathan? No, what? <laughs> well, uh, could have been, but no, in this case it's not. Is it about the library? <laughs> well, it's about them finally doing things that they should have been doing, like, long before. <laughs> so they finally listened to us, <laughs> they right? They did. Like, the show writers are getting self-aware. This whole, like, the library is our clubhouse thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, Jonathan uh, comes in and they're like, wait, do we have to leave now? <laughs> like, to discuss openly this whole Slayer thing? Do we have to go? Yeah, and, like, Xander is so genuinely annoyed that Jonathan has come into the library. And then poor Jonathan <laughs> is just like, I need books about Stalin. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, they're like, well, fuck, guess we have to leave. I am glad to see Jonathan coming back, obviously. But yeah, it's about damn time like they're suggesting that they banish Angel. Because yes, the first thing you do when he turns evil, banish him from places. You can do that with vampires, right? Or at least like research it. Right, like, Giles doesn't seem to know off the top of his head how to do this, but he is pretty sure that it's possible. So, yeah, why has no one been researching this? This is the first thing you research! Oh, God. Buffy's shirt is uh, tiger-striped, I believe. It's ridiculous. It's great. It's all just great. It's like tiger-striped, but then the parts that are would be orange are like see-through, I think. So I thought they were see-through, but I think that might just be like Buffy's flesh Beige. tone. Oh, uh, she does love flesh tone Yeah, things. I know. Flesh tone lips. Mm. Uh, so good. Right, <laughs> so they leave. Cordelia's all worried about the fact that Angel's been in her car. <laughs> and can get in her car. <laughs> That's pretty great. No one, like, corrects her saying no. that he wouldn't have, or he would have been able to get in her car anyway. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Cordelia really doesn't get Angel, is what I learned from this scene. Because she's like, no. uh, he's in your room. Why doesn't he just murder you? And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's a valid thing for the audience to be asking generally if you haven't been following along too closely. I guess so, yeah. So she's really acting as just the audience voice in that section. Yeah. I'm really confused because they have a conversation where Cordy brings up like, oh, or they're talking about Joyce or something. And Xander's like, oh, we can't widen the club of people knowing that Buffy's the Slayer because then it'll feel less special. And I'm like, at what point does it just make sense to tell your mom about what's happening? This is the same kind of thing of, I think it's this point, when there's a guy who can get in your house and murder your mom very easily, and Uh your your mom has no idea. And there's no way you can explain it to her unless you tell her the whole thing. And, like, Xander is really cracking it wise in this scene. And that's, like, the purpose of his little joke there. But no one no one says to him, you know, Xander, I know you're just kidding, but, like, we probably should tell Joyce. No one thinks that. But Cordy gets to know. She gets in on the secret, yeah. and Oz is in on the secret, but Joyce isn't? Like, just from a betrayal of trust standpoint, this is getting weird, man. It is weird. Joyce probably isn't going to be high on the list of people who are going to swallow this information very easily. No. No, certainly not. And Oz is far higher on that list. But in terms of importance of knowing this information, Oz is way below Joyce. Yeah, like, no offense, Oz, but... You're not going to get murdered to prove a point. No, and we know for a fact that Angel goes after people's family. So, like, Joyce is numero uno on that whole list. Yeah. So their advice for Buffy is just ignore Angel until he goes away. Because that works for bullies, right? (laughs) Right. And yeah, that's, like, it's really Giles spearheading that idea here, saying, oh, like, you shouldn't let your passion get to you, basically. (laughs) Right? But what a bizarre idea. Yeah, it's... So, I mean, it's the idea of, like, keep a level head and he's just trying to provoke you. And sure, that's true, but that doesn't change any of the facts that we have. This also just rang really false to me because they're saying, don't lose your head. He's waiting for you to make a mistake. But he's not. No, that's not he's what he's doing at all. not. Yeah. He could have killed her. Right. They're talking about it like it's a battle tactic, but that's it's not, not. It's not what it is. I mean, the whole point of Giles giving this little speech to her is so that we can see the mirror of it later, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And so it, it, it comes off really as, weird. as being a little, yeah, out of place. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. We get to see J. Cal, our favorite character who's going to be around for a long time. <laughs> Dave, like, so... imagine if you hadn't known. How fucking shocked would you have been? Uh, very. Oh my uh... god. <laughs> okay. I was so, so excited for you, Dave. <laughs> Oh, it didn't pay off at all. I know. Not even a little bit. I know. So J. Cal doesn't know that they have substitute teachers. She doesn't think that's a thing. Well, she's a computer teacher, Dave, and computer knowledge is hard to come by in 1998. Right. So she's going to get Willow to teach part of a class for her because she's going to be late. Well, she expects and to be like, like five to ten minutes late. So I could see why she doesn't want to get a sub just for that. Okay, yeah. Because her whole thing is that she has plans before school, but she's going to try to be on time. But just in case she isn't, oh, Willow, can right. you watch the class for me? So, like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ripples and J. Cal have a nice awkward scene. J. Cal spills the beans that she's in love with Ripples. Yeah, and he, he you can tell that he's, like, he, he's into it, but he's still not ready to forgive her because Buffy yeah. hasn't forgiven her. Yep. And he makes that pretty explicit. Yeah. I think he tells her that. <laughs> yeah, she she feels pretty awkward about it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she betrayed him. She did. Or she betrayed Buffy. All of them, really. I love that line where Jake Hal's like, I know you feel betrayed. Yes, well, that's one of the unpleasant side effects of betrayal. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, it's good times. Okay, that scene, though, she's talking about the betrayal, and then she's trying to have a serious discussion about her gypsy heritage just like the gypsy woman said <laughs> i was having some trouble swallowing that <laughs> oh it is at this point in the episode where i was like oh this is the one where she dies if you're realizing it now this is when you really start to get so sad for giles yeah no no it still really works well as an episode i think even knowing what i know yeah and i mean I, we can talk about it more when we get there, but I was still very sad and I knew exactly what was going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I should have figured this out on my own without being spoiled because, like, I didn't really remember her before we started this podcast. I didn't think that she was around later and I didn't think she was in the Angel spinoff. Right. And we had never really discussed where she goes, what happens to her. And so no. that's why I was under the impression that you had no idea. Mm-hmm. For a while there, I didn't. <sighs> For a while I had no there. idea at all. <laughs> I basically, I can't go on the Reddit, really. <laughs> Or anywhere near, like, God, if I want to do any research on an episode, it's like how this ties into the greater narrative. Five seasons later, (laughs) blah, blah, blah happens. And this is related to it. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's tough because, like, it's nice to have knowledge outside of what happens in the episode. But then at what cost, right? So you have to do all of the research for us, Michaela. I know lots of stuff. It's all cool. I hope you do because I can't research anything. (laughs) I have to, like, avert my eyes from the Netflix descriptions of the ones that are coming up. And as we've talked about, Netflix really wants me to see those. Yeah, Netflix is all about those (laughs) descriptions. Sometimes they're, they're fine. Sometimes they're not. So Buffy's got a nice weird scene with her mother. I really, really love how these supernatural problems can always be explained in like semi-normal terms. Like she tells her mom that she was dating Angel. Right. Technically true. Yeah. He's changed. Now Joyce suggests like, oh, he's changed now, right? Like, 
Yeah, technically true. He's not the guy you fell for, also. And he's sort of following her around. And like, man, this is all... Yeah, you can see it working on both levels, but it's kind of getting strained. It's that whole technically correct thing that the bad guys love to do. It's so technically correct. I really liked here where Buffy's like, oh, remember that guy Angel? And you're like, yeah, Joyce remembers the fully grown adult man (laughs) that you brought to his house. (laughs) (laughs) And she does. And she points that out. Yeah. And, oh, God, another technically correct thing. She's like, well, he was older. Older, yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, like, what? God, I still can't take that relationship seriously. No. Ah. Buffy's looking super early 2000s, right? Oh, for sure. She's, She's got her super it. light lip gloss, oh. her frazzled hair, <laughs> which is super blonde. It's, oh man. Yeah, it does seem to be getting blonder. I wonder, I think oh, that is an so early blonde. 2000s kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, not telling her mom here gives her the interesting problem of having to make this situation sound serious enough that her mom takes it seriously, but not so serious that her mom's gonna, like, go to the police about it, because involving them is obviously a huge mistake. Right. And you're just like, hey, Buffy, you know how you could avoid all of this? By telling her the truth. Tell her the truth! <laughs> no way! <laughs> what a novel concept She's you not gonna got like there, it, Michaela. But just go for it. But surely she wouldn't believe Buffy after all. That's just crazy talk. And it's not like Buffy has mounds of evidence and another adult and several friends who could back this up, right? And Joyce has been in Sunnydale for some time now. You think she's probably (laughs) noticed a thing or two, right? Yeah, invite Oz over and be like, this is our friendly neighborhood werewolf. (laughs) And he'd be like, yes, I'm a werewolf. Hi. (laughs) Oh, man. So Buffy's on the phone with Willow. Commiserating. Yeah, Yeah. commiserating. It's funny because before what's about to happen here happens, I was thinking to myself, why is anyone sleeping in their house? Why? Who knows, like anyone who knows that Angel has been in their house. Has been invited in. Right? Oh my God. It's such a terrible idea. It really is. Just want to point out that Willow has a laptop and it's amazing. It is chunky as fuck. Oh my God, I missed it. Oh man, it's Um, a solid five inches thick. Damn. (laughs) Like, it must weigh upwards of 20 pounds. (laughs) Portable, Dave. It's so portable. (laughs) It's so portable. Oh, Oh, man. So, wait. Willow and Oz are having trubs? Is that the sense that I got from this? I don't don't know. I was thinking too much about why they were sleeping in their own houses to listen to what they were (laughs) saying. Willow has some sort of line about, like, you know, boys being jerks. And I'm like, but Oz, I thought everything was cool. I think she's just doing the commiserating thing. Yeah, and Xander is a jerk, so right. or has been a jerk to her, yeah. certainly. So, I mean, it's still generally true. Yeah. Did you, did you notice when Willow started to feed her fish tank that it was not containing fish? <laughs> I was looking at that a bit suspicious. <laughs> and then, yeah, she has a nice little envelope in the, like, thick, nice paper that Buffy got her sketch on. Yep. And she opens it up, and holy shit, <laughs> man. Holy fuck. Yeah. Angel killed all of Willow's fish and strung them together on a line. And I mean, no offense to fish, but thank God Willow didn't have a puppy. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank the Lord. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's it is real terrifying though. And this is just such a creepy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it really works well for me from a narrative perspective. Totally, yeah. So Willow's gonna go, you know, have a sleepover with Buffy instead. So Buffy and Willow can't leave, or or Buffy at least, can't leave Buffy's house because God, no. she hasn't told her mom, and so she needs to be here so her mom isn't left alone. Willow's parents would be too far away I... or too far removed? There are so I... many points where this fails and where yeah. Angel can... Uh, yeah. A sufficiently dedicated bad guy would have destroyed everything by now. So it's kind of weird. Uh, I like that after Willow's gone over to Buffy's place, she's now got a stake that she's just holding, like, with her real close. Yeah, just in case, you know. <laughs> so Michaela. She just have a cross. Crosses are OP anyways. Michaela. Yes. We got the G-Man, yep. Ripples. Yep. He's researching how to, like, re-banish vamps from a house, right? Right. Until that happens, we're real scared, right? Absolutely. Because if we go to bed, Angel might sneak in. Because all of our houses are open to him coming in. And he has already done this yesterday. Now, Michaela, is there any way for us to keep just regular humans out of the house? Or are they just breezing through those all the time because they don't need invitations? I... Normally we would lock things. Locks? What the fuck are those? <laughs> Doors, windows, you know. Okay, so we got tripwires, bells on the windows, <laughs> locks on the windows. Buffy, have you heard of any of these things? Home alone this motherfucking place, man. Like, crosses places that he wouldn't expect. Like, the, the fucking nails through a board and upside down over <laughs> or just inside the window. Like, fully home alone your room up, man. Like God, yeah. or something to make noise and wake you up. Jesus. I bet Willow would be great at setting booby traps. She's great at yes. everything. Yeah. Huh. But, like, all of these things should work on vampires. <laughs> and at very least, like, it's not gonna kill him to set up these traps, but it will alert you. It'll wake you. you up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he's not, like, stroking your hair while you sleep. Right? Oh, God. Mm. So we go check in with our local resident, Adam's family. Drew a spot break a puppy. Aww. It's such a nice gift. What a nice little treat. <gasps> Spike's starting to look a bit better, a little less Bernie. Yeah. He's not very pleased at this whole idea of Drusilla feeding him. No. She tries to do kind of like a puppy airplane. <laughs> Come on, love. You need to eat something to keep your strength up. Now. Open up for mummy. <laughs> So good. Uh, yeah, Angel comes in and starts <laughs> giving Spike what is colloquially known as the business. Now, now, no need to give us the business. <laughs> he is so antagonizing. <laughs> He's just... It's it's never not good. Like it's so good. It's he's talking about getting a better parking space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming that Angel is not currently banging Drew. He likes to heavily imply it. Yeah. I, I think that that's what's happening. He's just really implying it. And I mean, this doesn't make Spike happy. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not much solace that he's not actually banging Spike's girlfriend. No, because I think Spike's pretty aware that you know <gasps> Drew does what Drew wants, so she decides. And she likes the attention. Yeah. Oh, she she likes it so much. She's petting her face. <laughs> <laughs> Drusilla's constantly amazing. Uh, 
yeah, so Drusilla gets a nice little prophecy. Uh, someone's looking to hurt the vamps. Who could it be, Michaela? Seriously, Dave. Psychic vampire is so OP. It's so good. Yeah. Holy God. Yeah. You can only counter it with crosses. <laughs> so the, the mean teacher, a.k.a. J. Cal, is <laughs> on the prowl for some sweet soul restoration magics. Yeah, the orb of Kaelas or something. Thessala. Thessala, yeah. Thessalan orbs. Love and, them. Yeah, she's got a very, like, oh, God, her clothing is so hippie. <laughs> it's just, like, long shirts and flowy skirts and no bras. Yeah, that's pretty on brand, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so she's looking to resole Angel. Goes into this local magic shop, gets the usual spiel of, like, ah, oh, you want to love potion. <laughs> but then the guy turns out to be a pretty straight shooter once she's in the biz. The, the magic biz. And yeah, he's got uh, an orb that she needs just lying around because it turns out that all of those magics really have been lost, like she said. Lost-ish? The, the translation has been lost. Right. Translation into English is what they eventually get. But right. the Romanian's still there. Uh, and I'm like, do you have to be able to understand it to say it? Potentially. Mm. So, okay, Dave. It's the late 90s and J. Cal has basically a sweet computer program that is gonna translate this this stuff for her based on a random sampling of the text how legit is this like honestly from a hardware standpoint it's nothing too bad okay from a software standpoint it would be pushing the boundaries but like of the time i mean right yeah yeah now it's pretty common but this sort of practice was definitely getting developed and a lot of computer science of this nature was actually happening pre-computers so as long as she knew the research she could be able to take those algorithms and implement them fairly well and i mean she's also like a techno pagan right dave so maybe she can she can use magic i think this is plausible yeah okay it seemed pretty plausible to me and it seemed like a problem she'd been working on for like weeks and it also takes some time on her computer which would have been fairly accurate yeah it would have taken a little while to run yeah Okay, cool. Anyway, we need to move on to the important things, such as Xander wearing his fucking golf pants again. Right? They're so plaid. They're so plaid and so brown. So and brown. why, Xander? I don't know. And, like, okay. I don't even know what that sweater is. Ugh. Oh, it's a red and gray, like, baggy-ish sweater. Oh, no. Ugh. Buffy's lipstick is less terrible. Right? Oh, her lip color's so good. I have it's notes so about better. it. Oh. <laughs> 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 Yeah. This is, these, these are the important, hard-hitting facts that you get with this podcast, Dave. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh. So they're back at the school. Buffy sees J-Cow and decides to be like, yo, guess what? I still don't like you, but I like Giles more than I don't like you. <laughs> right. Yeah, like half forgiveness sort of thing. It was good times. Forgiveness in the sense that, like, she's not going to hang out with J-Cow, but she doesn't want Giles to be lonely and unhappy. Mm-hmm. I noticed around this time, I think that Buffy has, like, a whole array of cross necklaces. <laughs> like, she, she no longer wears the one that Angel gave of her. Of course, yeah. Because the memories and things. But she has several that we see in this episode that are different. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah. Always wear a cross necklace, Buffy. Everything. And you want backups. Everything. Like, cross head jewelry. Anything. Yeah, cross rings. Yeah. You've got all those rings. Why not put some crosses on them? Armbands. Really, like, Fuck yeah. you could have cross armor easily. Why is your shirt not just emblazoned with a Crosses, cross yeah, all the time? I know. Like, fucking screen print that stuff, man. 
I mean, so my notes are getting more and more spotty as we go. Because, like, the only other note I have for this scene is that Cordy's dressed all in dark red and looks fucking phenomenal. I want your abs. She does look phenomenal. She looks totally bomb. Because she's wearing her color. That is her color. Like, it's... Charisma Carpenter in dark red is amazing. That is it. That is the color. (sighs) They figured it out. She's just wearing it all the time and she should be. Yeah. That's pretty much all that happens in this scene. We go to Willow doing this ritual. So they're vamp-proofing the house. Giles, in a previous scene, had talked to J-Cal, got the book from her that had, like, the devamping ritual. Right. Sure. So they're vamp-proofing it. Yeah. Jewish Willow is nailing crosses to her walls. Right. And this is the point where I was like, okay, do non-Christian symbols also work? Or is this show taking a very strong stance on theology? Oh, that's interesting. Is is Judaism wrong in the Buffyverse? Like, just factually incorrect. You're saying that basically presenting a Star of David to a vampire will not have the same effect as a cross. Right. Huh. Well, maybe no one has tried that. (laughs) Possibility one. (laughs) Yeah, you don't really want to have that and then not have a backup. I'll grant you that. Possibility two, this spell that they're doing was perhaps developed for Christian symbols. Okay, possibly. And so maybe there are other spells that use other holy symbols, but they Mm. would be a bit different. And like, this is the one they have, hence why they need to use crosses. That's a bit less horrifying because I was just like, oh, damn, that's hmm, that's a slightly controversial opinion, to put it mildly. (laughs) Like, Christianity is the only real one. Yeah, the material components of this spell are crosses, (laughs) okay? Not not like holy Uh, symbols. So we're limiting our audience to people who watch Buffy and play D&D. That's the plan. (laughs) I I think we've made that very clear. (laughs) All right. That's a subset of people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried we've filled that market already. (laughs) And I just want to say, Dave, that one day we will get to see Xander do the Snoopy dance. What? Where's this coming from? They make an offhanded comment in this scene about Will having to go over to Xander's house to watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah, right. And she says that Xander always does the Snoopy dance. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in for that. One day he's going to do it. It's going to be great. Huh. Man, that is the most depressing Christmas special I've ever goddamn seen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That entire, like series of strips is just such depression era humor yeah which is weird because it was not made in the depression no but it's fine (laughs) it's like you can't have any jokes they're on ration (laughs) and you're like but (laughs) all right anyway oh is this the angel outside of buffy's house scene this whole scene just made me want joyce and angel to only ever have scenes with each other Evil Angel is so much fun. He is manic as hell. So, right. They find a picture of Joyce at Willow's house, which is some classic, some classic angel humor. And then we we cut, (laughs) we cut to, uh, to Joyce arriving home and Angel just like lurking in the front yard waiting for her. And he like opens the car door for her. He's talking to her about how she needs to get Buffy to talk to him. Like he's playing up the creepy ex-boyfriend he's thing. He's playing it so hard and it's working so great. Like Joyce at first is sort of like, you need to leave Buffy alone. But she's getting more and more scared as like, yeah. he's just, he's being so intense about it. But he's he's like getting up close to her, but he's not, he's like helping her pick up the groceries yep. when she accidentally drops them. He's just right in her face, but never... A 
quite gets to assaulting her. No, but he's just waiting. He's just waiting until the perfect moment to drop that bomb, Dave. Yes, he drops the bomb that he deflowered her daughter. Oh, yeah. And like... That hits hard. His timing is so good. Uh, uh, I saw this scene is just so well written. So this is excellent angel stuff where like he's, yeah, he's dropping that so that Buffy has the added fucking terror of going through this with her mom and her mom being like at least slightly betrayed by it, right? Because Buffy never told Joyce about Angel. No, Joyce just kind of awkwardly met him that one time and then nothing else was said. It's not like, That was a year ago. Right? Like, I'll I'll have my boyfriend Angel over for dinner. (laughs) No. Like, that's not going to fly. Yeah, so so that's a great scene. Holy shit. Yeah. Luckily, Joyce gets into the house and just as Angel's about to enter, runs into Buffy and Willow who are vamp-proofing. Yeah, they're finishing up their ritual. And the invisible barrier is back. So Joyce <laughs> gets into the house, right? Yeah. What does she see? She sees Willow and Buffy reading from a book in a different language with a bunch of <sighs> herbs and crosses. Coming down the stairs at her, chanting. Right. Yeah. And then the creepy guy who just wouldn't leave her alone and is allegedly obsessed with Buffy inexplicably stops at the threshold and leaves. <laughs> So So she doesn't see this, right? Like, there's (laughs) no way she sees this and, like, in any way and doesn't stop. Right? (laughs) It's it's so weird. But, like, the framing of it is that she goes in and just skates past these people. Yeah, she blows right on by. Like, whatever. And then, I don't know, she thinks that her threat of calling the police is enough to get Angel to leave. I mean, maybe she's gone to get the phone to call the police because... Oh, maybe. That's the only way to call people in the 90s. It's just such a weird thing to see, like, Buffy and Willow doing this thing so close to where you know Joyce just was. It's... Yeah, I had a lot of problems with that, too. And, uh, yeah, I got nothing. So J. Cal and Ripples have another scene, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's gonna see him later. Uh, Okay. Yeah, she definitely won't die before she sees him again. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so here's a problem I have with this scene. Right. Is Angel already lurking in this room? Oh! Because otherwise, this is such an intense coincidence that it's too much for me. Because, like, Mm. Giles and J. Cal are just now deciding, okay, let's give this another go. And she says, I'm going to see you later. I'll come by later. This is the first time she's been to his house in, what, weeks? Yeah. And so either Angel is in this room already listening or he's really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. That's a really big quinky dink. I hope it's hmm. not. I really hope it's not. <laughs> so I guess he's in the room and Giles just didn't see him? It's very dark in the room. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't, like, it is kind of interesting that, he, you know, Jake Hell's sitting there in the dark on her computer and then, like, Giles doesn't come in and turn the light on or anything, which, I mean, maybe he wouldn't. Yeah, you gotta be respectful of people's working space. So it could very well be that Angel already there. I like to believe that he is because otherwise it's just too much of a coincidence for me. No, that's fair. Yeah. So J-Cal cracks the code for resoling Angel. Right. She prints it off. Everything's great. She's definitely not going to die. Definitely not. And Angel's here. We all love him. Oh, it's been so long. How are you, buddy? So he knows what she's doing, partially because of what Drusilla saw and partially because he recognizes that fancy dancy orb. Yeah, that orb. That orb smash is pretty great, I have to say. Oh, oh, man. He is very threatening. 
Holy Lord. He's terrifying, Dave. He is a scary person. This is the guy who used to stand around doing nothing. Holy God, right? Ah, good old useless angel. He, ah, he was useless, wasn't he? So Angel creates a convenient computer fire. (laughs) Very convenient. He smashes the computer and it lights on fire. Because that's what happens when you smash a computer, right, Dave? I think it's the monitor, which is slightly more plausible, but still incredibly implausible. All of those computer oils ignite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, once once it hits the computer gas can, (laughs) then you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. (gasps) Oh, I want an internal combustion computer. No, but look what happens when you have one of those. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah. Luckily for Jake Hal, she had the presence of mind to back her stuff up onto a floppy disk. Always back your shit yep, up, before, man. Yep, before Angel smashes the computer. And I think it's pretty reasonable that he wouldn't think to smash the floppy disks on her desk. No. Because, I mean, he, he also what does he doesn't know really about? understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so he mm-hmm. smashes the computer, he burns her printouts, and in his mind, he's like, no more ritual for you. Which, man, yeah, he really doesn't know much about computers, because the thing that burst on fire was not the hard drive portion. Mm, true. Then again, this is the 90s. Maybe they didn't have hard drives back then. Or they were at most 9 gigabytes, like Willow <laughs> was excited about in Ted. God only knows, Dave. Okay, so J.Cal gets out of there, she runs, but all of the school doors are locked, like, super tense Super tense scene. Just, just of her imagine, Dave. Like, I just imagine if you didn't know. Oh my god! Like in this yeah. scene, wouldn't you be like, "Oh man, Jake Hal's sure in trouble. I wonder how she's yeah. going to get out of this." Right, just like Principal Flutie. Right. Yeah, I would have thought, "Wow, this is a really close call and very frightening and stuff." So, uh, briefly, is Angel wearing leather pants? Does he just always yeah. wear leather pants? He's now? evil okay. now, Dave. <laughs> Oh, right. I forgot that he was evil and therefore had to wear leather pants. It's a lot more intimidating. (laughs) A lot more uncomfortable. I'm very disappointed that you were not shocked by this. However, I recently watched, well, somewhat recently watched this episode with someone who was watching it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And this was a person it had not been spoiled for. So in a way, I did get that whole thing of like the question of, wait, is she actually dead? Yeah. Because that's, that's, you know, she's kind of like an important character on this show. And he just kills her. And that brings us into our second segment of the evening. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Which, I will grant you, would work way better if we were saying goodbye to vampires, because it's biting and dust. And wow, that that seems like a segment made for killing vampires, you, yeah. might, you might say. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in myself, but well. anyway, in terms of major characters dying, I think this is either our second or our third for the series. You're not sure whether to count, count it. Principal Flutie, Flutie, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So we've got Jesse, tragically. I knew it. In episode two. Right. Jesse, pour one out. Yep, pour one out. Oh, that poor guy. Uh, (laughs) Then Flutie died, and yeah, debatable whether he was major. He was in several episodes. I think Flutie actually dying is... Not as maybe not as much of a shock as this, but it's very shocking because I was incredibly shocked by it. It's definitely not the normal thing, right? No, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now we get Jaycal joining the the serried ranks. And like he he isn't killing her because he's a vampire who wants to eat. Like he breaks her neck. 
Oh, yeah. That's killing her just to kill her. Yep, just drops her on the floor. And it is so scary. Oh. Yeah, he is a, he's a very evil person. He's a very scary character. I really like this show, man. They're doing some good stuff. Like, this episode is very good. Yeah. So, Ripple shows up at Buffy's house just to see how things is going. Right. I like that... That Willow isn't sure that Giles knows, in air quotes. I mean, he's a librarian. He's a librarian. <laughs> like, the implication that he's never had sex. Right? Well, like, 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 what is she? Doesn't know what uh, sex is. Like, he literally, yeah, she's implying he has no idea what it is. And, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I think in a lot of things, going from a scene where we just saw a major character die to this where, I mean, Willow has some lines that are arguably very funny would feel very jarring and it would feel like kind of cheap Mm -hmm. but it for some reason it works no i think it works very well yeah and i guess it it relieves a bit of the the tension i don't know so willow's downstairs intercepting callers like giles and like makes it clear that buffy and joyce are having the talk talk. yeah the talk indeed not just a talk. I, I really like this a lot because Joss is like, oh, oh, maybe I should go up there and help. Sure. Like, what would you say? <sighs> and Joss is like, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I got. I was so excited though because I was like, yes, Giles, talk to Joyce. God, <laughs> we need more Giles and Joyce together. Oh, too soon, Dave. It'll be soon, though. Soon it'll happen, I know, because she's out of the way now. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that that what the internet calls too soon? (laughs) Can I not be making jokes about this right now? (laughs) I'm having some misgivings about it, I'll tell you that. (laughs) We're not cutting it, that's for damn sure. But yeah, he goes away, and Joyce and Buffy have the talk. I had some problems with this talk. I get that Joyce is kind of like, oh, you didn't ever tell me you were even dating this boy and now you've had sex with him. And like, she's disappointed in Buffy because of it. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm just reacting badly to that because Buffy has already gone through so, so much shame over this. Yeah. But like, I think, I feel like that's sort of what Joyce is telling her she should be feeling. Yeah, it's a really weird thing, too. I just think, okay, A, this relationship is not built on strong communication right now. Yeah. Like, their mother-daughter communication is terrible. Yeah. And it's been that way since episode one. Like, that's something that Joyce has always been, like, trying to make better, sort of, or has in mind to make better. Yeah, she knows that Buffy isn't telling her basically anything, but she doesn't know how to make Buffy tell her stuff. Right. And Buffy doesn't know how to tell her all of these things, right? And so they're, I think they both want to communicate, but neither of them know where to start. And Buffy especially doesn't know how to go about telling her mom about her double life, right? Yeah. Joyce does have a nice, technically correct, he's older than you. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, guys. This is not the time for that. Yeah, I think part of how badly Joyce reacts is because, like, she's shaken up over the fact that, like, this guy is clearly, from what she just experienced, a fully blown creep. Oh, yeah, he's terrifying. And she's like, what? Like, this is a huge mistake, Buffy. Like, you should not have, like, if you're going to have sex with someone, it should not have been this guy. It's also weirdly just, I don't know, not prudish, but kind of slut shame. It is. It's not, in no way is it sex positive. No, it's very much not sex positive. And that's really weird. Yeah, it's very much like you're a teenager, you shouldn't be having sex. 
And it's like, okay, I mean, she's around 17. this time. Yeah. yeah. No, this is around the time, you know? Yeah. It's not that uncommon and you're not really taking it well. So, I mean, mm. Joyce is a mom. She's not perfect. And I think she does react badly here. Yeah. I think the, the scene's well written in general. Yeah. Although it might have a bit too much, like, technically correct tongue-in-cheek stuff yeah. for me to really like it. And, like, we have this sort of juxtaposed against how Giles reacted, where he basically was like, Buffy, I know you're blaming yourself about this, but, like, you've lost no respect for from me like i still think you're amazing and it doesn't matter that this is a thing you did right yeah so that's weird and this is where like i still don't know how good joyce and buffy's relationship is or how good joyce is as a mother because from what i've seen both are pretty bad (laughs) she's doing her best and she's doing what she can but like the results is not there she's in a bad situation for sure though and i think she is trying not that that necessarily means it's going well Okay, so the next scene is something I'm really excited to talk about because it destroyed me from top to bottom. Okay, so before we get into it, I I just have to say that when I was a teenager, whatever, however old I was the first time I saw this episode, this made me sad. But like, I think watching it this time made me so much more sad than it ever has before. And I really wonder if I just I, I just couldn't connect with Giles when I was younger. I am so genuinely upset by this scene. It's it so horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Giles gets home. There's a rose taped on the door. It's very sexy. And like at this point, I'm like, wow, this is pretty fucked up, Angel. Like I know where this is going. Yeah. And like I've got to give him some props. Like, yeah, you know, well, well played for doing this fucked up thing. But Giles gets in. There's music on. There's champagne. There's rose petals. There's candles. It's incredibly romantical. And a note on the desk just saying upstairs. And And I mean, in case you hadn't figured it out, it's written on Angel's special paper. Yeah. Anthony Stewart doesn't have any lines in this scene. And his facial expressions, like the story that they tell, that is why it's so shattering. Because he's reconnecting with this girl that he's still on sort of rocky ground with. But she's said that she loves him. He's still figuring out how he feels about that. But this is like a beautiful gesture. He's really happy. So he's got the champagne in one hand, the two glasses in the other. Takes his glasses off and he's going upstairs for some good times. He does like a little hair fix. Yeah. And as he's walking up the stairs, I just started typing, Giles doesn't deserve this over and over again. No, no, not at all. And I know that the the show isn't saying that he does. The show is saying that Angel is fucking sick. Angel's such a monster. He is a monster. You can talk about him killing puppies all you want. Yeah. And I will not connect to it on the same level. And this is just a kick in the emotional balls. Like, the look on on his face when he realizes... What's happened? I... Yeah. Like, the shot of J. Cal on the bed. Yeah. Her body just... It's horrifying. This is easily the most horrifying thing that has happened on this show. Oh, far and away. Like, I'm not sure that we're ever going to really top this. But we're not a... We're not a horrifying podcast, Michaela. We're We're a happy podcast. Giles is sure going to start drinking again, eh? (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) But, okay. So he calls the police. What is his explanation? That he found this? I'm the police. I find this this woman who is deceased. Yeah. Her neck is broken. Mm -hmm. And this guy says that he just found her in his house. Yep. 
Like, why is Giles not my primary suspect? He is. He's going to be exonerated pretty quickly once you get witness statements from people who saw Jenny staying late at the school and people who saw Giles out and about before this happened. From a narrative perspective, though, just like narratively, it makes sense to have him not be doing anything with the police other than being incredibly shocked and horrified and broken as a man. No, like there's no there's no other time, right? Like, no. yeah, like you, you can't go down that path. And uh, so that's fine. And I understand that, yeah, he's going to have to call them because someone has to figure yeah. something out. And he is in this shocked state where he's just, yeah, like in a trance almost. So you see Buffy get a phone call as Angel's doing some voiceover while he's lurking outside her house watching in. Because he wants to watch her when she receives the news. It's God. Okay, Michaela. Yeah. This is the same TV show that brought us Bad Eggs (laughs) starring Lyle and Tector (laughs) Gorch. How? How is that possible? Uh... Like the feels right now versus the badness of bad eggs is i'm like shaking with rage that these are the same production (laughs) and that these are happening so close together that was five episodes ago bad eggs and then i think to myself that time that you were like oh michaela is this show ever gonna get past this teenage drama nonsense holy shit yeah (laughs) god i'm angry but it brings us into our third and final segment of the evening roll credits Roll credits. Well. Now, I don't think you'll be able to get what roll credits is, but have a spirited guess, why don't you? I, uh, something about how in this, like, this episode could be over here. Yeah, that's exactly it. You always always think I won't get it, and then I do. Or you'll think I get it, and then I don't. (laughs) Right. So some episodes go on longer than they should. Right. I don't think this is necessarily that, but I think they missed a very good ending point where you have Buffy passing the phone off to Willow. Angel's doing his voiceover or has done it. She passes the phone off to Willow. Willow gets the news, and they both collapse on the floor of Buffy's dining room. Like, no, it doesn't need words from anyone past, like, Giles gets home, has no words, and then the episode has no words other than the voiceover from Angel putting bookends on it. That would have been an amazing episode. And I think, okay, I don't, I don't actually know, but I think this is basically what they do later in the the episode just before the one called The Body. Mm-hmm. Or in the episode called The Body? I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure there's like a breaking point there, basically. Or or not quite there. But like, you know what I mean. Like that that emotional place. It, yeah, it, in a way, it, that is a good, uh, a good comparison to make, for sure. So I saw that there were still eight minutes left in the episode. And I, I was kind of pissed. Yeah. Because they kicked you right in the feels. And then they can roll credits and just say, we can pick this up next episode. I think you're you're completely right that this is an arguably better place to stop, but because they wanted to contain all of these ideas into one episode, mm-hmm. because like you can't stop it here and then not have Giles. Do, no, you've got to have this follow up yeah. episode next episode. Then the question is, do you make an entire episode out of that, and then you're kind of into another two parter? So yeah. 
from an overall season perspective, this is probably the better thing to do. And I get it from there, but yeah, yeah, there's like, God, they had a good place to end it and they just didn't. So Buffy knows that Giles is going to do something incredibly reckless. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone knows where the vampires hang out. Yeah. So that's where she's headed. Well, first, they're going to go check on Giles to see if he's in his house. We see Ripper gearing up. He's got in his bag something that goes shing. (laughs) And he's got some kerosene that we see him throwing in there. Yep. Yep. That's a recipe for some pretty great Ripper stuff. Yeah, he's got some plans. He's he's going for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is that whole thing of earlier, he basically gave Buffy a whole speech of like, don't let Angel get to you. And this is exactly what he's doing. I mean, he's going to what? Go up against Angel, Drew, and Spike? All at the same time. Hell yeah. Of course, that's not going to end well for him, but he honestly just doesn't give a shit. And that's where I think like the better advice from Buffy would have been like, hey, make sure you don't do anything, you know? Like, I'm the Slayer and he doesn't want to kill me yet. Yeah. You all need to worry about dying in stupid ways. Right. The Scoobies show up at G-Man's place after he's left and... (laughs) Oh, God, I love the line about Cordy's like, wait, doesn't he keep all of his weapons at the school? <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. No, those are his uh, everyday weapons. These were his good weapons. The ones he uh, breaks out when company comes to visit. <laughs> the good ones that he brings out when company's coming over. Yeah. Holy God. Xander's being really weird about hating Angel. I have a big problem with how Xander's acting in this scene. Yeah, again, from a narrative perspective, not like... No. Not that his character is bad and he'll grow as a character. From a writing perspective, it's a really weird thing. Because Xander does this thing where he likes to pretend that he can't separate Angel and Angelus as two different people. And he likes to talk about how, oh, I I hated Angel from the get-go, so like, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did. And you're like, no, you're not talking about the same thing. No, cut those lines from the episode entirely. They're making it worse. They're detracting from the seriousness of the situation. And they're just making Xander look more like an asshole. Yeah. Which no one needs. Like, it's not a good narrative. It makes him look petty. Right. So we go see the Adams family. Yep. Fucking, what is that goddamn behind the scenes thing that I saw? Because I was like, Molotov hits the table. <laughs> was it like season two uncovered or some bullshit? Oh I my. swear it was like 15 minutes. And 15 <laughs> minutes of things. And uh, I saw, because they're like showing off all the stunts that they're doing, yeah. right? So oh of course they're going to show the table going up in flames. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, I was right. But Ripper comes in and starts tearing shit up. He just fucking goes for it, yeah. He's got his flaming, like, club, and he's just beating the shit out of Angel. Not to go back to bad eggs, but like a redheaded stepchild. (laughs) It's a good callback. Yeah, he shoots a crossbow, uh, misses Angel, but you know what? Like, I feel like he's legitimately trying to kill him, and I can respect that shit. Yeah, very much so. Angel rallies. Yeah, Drusilla tries to, like, go help, and Spike's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Angel, maybe you shouldn't have been such a dick to Spike this whole time. (laughs) So, I think if Drusilla really thought Angel was in danger, she would have gone to help anyways. But, like, they know that Giles isn't going to actually be able to kill Angel. No, Angel chokes the shit out of Giles, and... mm, 
Our Giles concussion count goes one higher. Hells yes. Is that the first one this season? It's the first one this season. Wow, so we're only at four. It took 17 episodes. Yeah. I think we're at five now, surely. Uh, We'll count them later. Yeah, you're right. There's five. Yeah. But after that perfect stopping point, they have the concussion count going up. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, guys, 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 guys. No, though. The tone is kind of destroyed by this sequence. Yeah. 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 So Buffy saves Ripper, but loses Angel in the fight because she shows up to save him. Of course. And... I mean, she's beating Angel, like, just in a straight fight. She's beating him, but Mm -hmm. then he gets away because there's a fire and Giles has been knocked out, so she has And we saw on the previously on where, like, after the judge died, we had Angel and Buffy fighting and she couldn't kill him, but she could kick him in the balls. Yeah. Now she is fully ready to kill him. Yeah. No more innocent lives will be lost while he is just roaming around on her account. She drags Giles out of the warehouse... And he is all pissed and wants to go back in and finish whatever it was he started. Well, he's pissed at her for showing up. Yeah. And man, she just cold clocks, clocks him. him. Yeah. Oh. And like all the feels come out, right? Yeah. Because the the tone is not entirely ruined. No. We've got this still going through and Giles is just sobbing. And I mean, both of them are crying. It's great. Yeah. It's really well done. Yeah. And she's saying like, I don't want you to leave me too. What an episode. We see the funeral of one Jennifer Calendar, not Janovich Kalandrovsky or whatever her Thank goodness. gypsy name is. God, can you imagine how much that would have ruined the tone? It really would have. Holy Lord. Or like her gypsy uncle comes up and is like, oh, you know Jennifer as well. Yes, I mean, his tragedy. He's, he was horribly murdered by Angel. Oh, right. Yeah, he, right. I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that would be difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Giles basically decides to talk here about how he loved Jenny too, which is very sad. Yeah. And like, honestly, Dave, how can he possibly continue to live in his house? Oh, no. No, 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 no. How? No. What's he going to sleep on the couch for the rest of his life? Because he could never go back upstairs. No. Like, he has to move. He's not going to move. I can only assume he does. No? No. Holy God. He's inexplicably going to continue to live there. I don't know how. That place is tainted with memory. And I know it's a TV show. Like, we won't forget about this, but it won't be a huge thing, I'm assuming, going forward. Like, it'll drive Giles for a while. Yeah. But not forever. No, not forever. So, yeah, I get it. It's TV and it makes more sense to just keep him where he is. But, yeah, that's bad times. And, yeah, Buffy makes it very clear that, like, this... This is it now. She's ready now. Like, she's not yeah. going to let this happen again. And, I mean, she's kind of blaming herself for not being able to do it earlier. Yeah, because Jake would still be alive if right. she had killed Angel earlier. But I, th- I think, too, like, I mean, there's a lot going on for her of why she couldn't do it. And there's a difference between a bunch of books telling you that, that someone has the capacity to do horrific things and then them actually doing that horrific thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's bad times. It's bad so, times. So... I think this is the button on the episode where we get Willow coming in to substitute for the class. Got apparently, <laughs> Peace and I asked her to do this while, like, they're arranging substitutes. And I'm like, ah, good old Peace and I. He may be off screen, but he's still making people do shit around the school. When was the last time we saw him? It's been so long. It has been forever, Dave. So, school hard, he was definitely in. Yeah, yeah. There has to be... There has to be another one after that. Halloween. He's definitely in Halloween. Yep, definitely in Halloween. Lie to me, maybe? I don't know. 
I think it may have been since episode six of season two. I think that sounds right. Which is crazy. It's super it's crazy. Seventeen now. And they, they, it's not that they haven't brought him up. They have, but he's yeah. just never, he's just never actually there. It's really weird. Poor little Ferengi. Right. Yeah, so we, uh, we end with a voiceover from Buffy and the floppy disk, the very important floppy disk that holds the resolification ritual gets knocked behind a desk. Floppy drop, Dave. Yeah. That floppy drop. Yeah, it's sort of like, it, it's like between a desk and the wall or like a desk and another part of the desk or something. Mm-hmm. Gets yeah. knocked behind somewhere. So it's it's still there. Yep. But Jenny didn't tell anybody what she was working on. No. And I get well, why. No, didn't she? She told the magic guy for sure. He's dead too. Yeah. Drusilla went to visit him. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, she did. No, she because she even like hit it when Giles came in to see what she was working on. Right. And I think it was it's one of those things where like she doesn't want to give them and give Buffy false hope. Yeah. You, you like you want to say, oh, I figured this out, not, oh, I'm working on this and it might work. Right. And well, like, that's fair. I kind of had the impression that she was just going to try to do it herself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which would have been ill-advised, I think. That's our episode, Michaela. Yeah. The tone of this podcast has become <laughs> somber. More serious, certainly. Dave, I, I have something to maybe bring it back up for the end here. Okay. Well, just briefly, did you enjoy this episode? This episode is amazing. This is a great episode. They had a good ending place for it before, but you know what? Having it go on does not diminish it at all. And the stuff that they had after the whole roll credits thing was very good on the whole. Like, this is us truly getting a taste of that whole Joss thing where there are two people, one of whom is arguably a very important character. And, oh, look, they were on the rocks, but now all of a sudden things are getting repaired between them. Isn't that nice? I guess one of them's going to die. Yeah, it's called getting jossed. It's called getting jossed. There's a good reason for that, turns out. Uh, An outfit for this episode. Did you find an outfit that you liked? I love that leopard print spaghetti strap (laughs) dress thing. I I could believe it. You're a bad person like that. Yeah, it is very of that time. You know how I love those spaghetti straps. Uh, Yeah. Dave, did you read Taylor Kingston's review of this? I did not. I completely forgot about it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? Can, you? can you bring it up? Writing this review may contain spoilers is <laughs> irrelevant when you've called it the one where Jenny dies. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is with this person? Okay. <laughs> okay, it's accurate. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But what the fuck? Again, statute of limitations. How many people found it useful, Michaela? I mean, Michaela? zero out of one, obviously. Good. Thank okay. God. So I so I love this episode. It's a fantastic episode. I was sad to Agreed. see Jenny die, but the yes. way they did it was perfect for the series. Yes. I'm. Yeah, all that's true. Uh, and then there's a brief synopsis, as Taylor uh-huh. likes to do. Always. Best part of the episode, Angelus's twisted way of killing Jenny. Worst part of the episode, when everyone discovers that Jenny is dead. What? What? I'm not sure how those what? are two distinct things. Now, Dave, this is the person who rated bad eggs a 10 out of 10. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10. No! <laughs> no! No! Ha! No! I'm so angry at you, Taylor Kingston. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, how? 
<laughs> son of God damn it. <laughs> you fucking maddening human. Uh, what? <laughs> now, what the fuck? As usual, that eight out of ten is really is really bringing down the IMDb rating. Because <laughs> I mean, this is a nine point four. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we love you, Taylor. Don't ever change. This is the sixth highest rated episode on IMDb. As it should be. As it fucking should be. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. No, I'm calm. You know what? I'm channeling. (laughs) I'm doing doing box breathing. Not really, but I've heard that's a thing. I don't know what that is, but I'm into it. Whatever. You breathe into a box for a while, I think. Oh, like a bag. No, no, it's not, that's not actually what it is. No? Jesus, holy fuck. Okay, I'm better. I'm I'm back. You know what? I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's, what's our next episode? The next episode is called Killed by Death. Okay. It's not super in the overall arc. Like it's, okay. It's not really with the vampire arc. We're kind of taking a step out of that. That's fine. We've had a bunch that yeah. are pretty related. And so, basically, Buffy gets real sick and mm-hmm. ha- has to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And... There's a demon there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't remember this episode. I'm excited to see what happens, I guess. Is it good? It's fine. Like a solid 10 out of 10 from Taylor? <laughs> or, uh, God, I can't. I can no, only imagine. I, the, rage, the rage is coming back. I can't. <laughs> Hold up. I gotta back off. Uh, Just back off that ledge, Dave. You got... <laughs> oh, you got this, man. You, I'm, no, I'm settled. I'm, I'm a calm... <laughs> calm human. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens next time, won't we? We sure will. Well, listeners, that's it from us. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at beyondvanu.hellmouth at gmail.com. You can also find this episode on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. And if you'd like to reach out to us personally, you can reach out to us on PATH, the social network that used to limit you to 50 connections, like friends, but now seems to have zero distinguishing features. I'm really not sure what it's doing, but I think it's still operational. Anyway, I'm at On The Right Path. And Michaela? I am at The Path Is Dark, Turn Back, Turn Back. (laughs) All right, you're going to use most of your 140 (laughs) characters if that's a thing on PATH. I really don't know. That's it from us here, and until next time, farewell from the the hell now. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth.